Hello, and welcome back to my podcast, now with a new name and part of a new company. The podcast is now A Storm in the Cosmos with Alistair Brown, that's me, and this will be the name these podcasts will be under from now on. The company of which this is a subsidiary is Storm Brown Enterprises, LLC. We have Veronica Chiara Valley with me, who, as usual, will be my interviewer, and we are now on Chapter 2 of Cosmic Careers. Will history repeat itself? Good afternoon, Veronica. Good afternoon, Alistair. It's good to be back for another chapter of Cosmic Careers. We've discussed in the last podcast that the pursuit of profit, as well as homesteading, research, and production might look like that everybody who ventures up there will get along. It has to be that way. But if we don't, we can still prosper, but there will be fierce and hostile competition, manipulation of market forces, and these might exist anyway, but we need to avoid them, especially hostilities, and what that can lead to. It will be necessary to maintain law and order up there, regardless but we cannot make the same mistakes we did in the past. And I'm talking about 400 years ago up to the present. We're talking about various European powers colonizing different parts of the world and then going to war over who gets the most land and resources. That we have to avoid, mainly because in the cause of space, there is no need for it. There are plenty of resources for everybody, and then some. We still must not forget the lessons of history. As humans, we need to learn from our mistakes. Unfortunately, that is something we rarely do. Which reminds me of the British Empire and how it formed. Tell me about it. This is going to be a long one. First of all, like anything else, space will not necessarily bring out the best in human beings. Human nature will not allow that, and that is why we need law enforcement. But we cannot have competing companies or nations going to war with each other. The rise of the British Empire began with adventurers and entrepreneurs, not the British Crown. These were companies that sailed from Britain to different parts of the world in search of goods and raw materials to bring back to Britain, or to any other place willing to buy them. There were four major companies, all private, that brought about the rise of the British Empire. All of these opened up worlds of opportunities, not only for entrepreneurs, but ordinary laborers simply looking for work. The Hudson's Bay Company, with an S, began its commercial presence in North America, trapping animals with valuable furs from Canada to the Great Lakes. The company then set up a fishing industry off the Grand Banks in Newfoundland. The next and the largest was the British East India Company. They established small settlements in India to obtain tea, spices, cotton, silk, indigo, saltpeter, and opium. Now the opium went to China, resulting in the deterioration of China, which led to the Opium Wars, and this eventually led the British seizing Hong Kong. From this port, the British were able to obtain Chinese porcelain and silk. In 1600, Queen Elizabeth I granted the East India Company 
now in full bloom, a royal charter which made them a monopoly. This lured wealthy merchants to fund the venture with over 70,000 pounds of their own money. In order for the East India Company to protect themselves, they established their own army to defend not only from pirates, but from other competitors, and they wanted to seize land. For example, they did seize control of a state in Bengal, and it didn't end there. These were all security forces like we will establish in space. Our space security forces won't be like that. No, and this will be discussed shortly. Back then, each company had their own individual security force, resulting in skirmishes with each other. In space, there would and should be a unified security force apart from any company and country that would protect every entity, no matter who they are, mostly from each other. There has to be law enforcement in space, no question. The more people that migrate, the more we're going to need law enforcement. This will just be a part of our infrastructure like we have on Earth. As it will be in the future, security forces back then were formed for a reason. As for the British East India Company grew, seaports were established to ship the goods they've acquired. This meant hiring workers to load these ships. Some workers were native to the land where the British stationed their ports, but many were also from Britain. To support all these workers, homes were built for these workers to live, and farms were planted as a source of food for the workers, and the settlement grew into towns and then cities. These security forces protected them. But eventually, the British Royal Army and Navy came to replace these private security forces and to protect the workers, the resources, and the ships at sea from pirates and militaries from other countries such as France, Spain, Holland, and Portugal. More and more land was claimed and colonies were formed. These settlements, later towns and cities, gave the British people chances for work and a new life outside of their home country. Of course, the British crown ended up colonizing these lands. That was the way the British and other countries like France, Spain, Portugal, and Holland claimed all their land. Of course, these countries fought each other and took some land from them. It was survival of the fittest, in this case, empires. The strongest gets the most land. You've mentioned two more companies. They are the Virginia Company and the Levant Company. I've heard that the Virginia Company helped to establish the United States. How was that? To begin, the Virginia Company thrived on tobacco and planted massive tobacco plantations in Virginia and the Carolinas. This, of course, led to the founding of the United States, and we all know its history. I would like to point out that following the Virginia Company's progress, many colonists came from England to America to work for these companies because they were people that England wanted to get rid of, the Puritans, the Quakers, the Catholics, and criminals. When America became independent, they shipped them all to Australia. You can see that these private companies led to the building of an empire and established new nations such as the United States, Canada, India, Australia, and New Zealand. 
The Levin Company was established in 1592. Unlike the other three, it had no colonial aspirations, but they did have alliances with the Ottoman Empire, now Turkey, and the Middle East. They traded in commodities such as raw silk, cotton, wool, yarn, nutmeg, pepper, indigo, galls, leathers, soda ash for making glass and soap in gums, and medicinal drugs. They played a role in the establishment of British protectorates in the Middle East and North Africa. Although the company was dissolved in 1825, one wealthy family, the Astors, emerged from it. Because of more people settling in the British ports worldwide, along with seaports and stations on islands to resupply ships, the British Empire formed, and so did the French, Dutch, Spanish, and Portuguese empires with their own merchants, ports, and colonies, mostly in South America and Africa. From these colonies, new careers were vital in expansion, as people with any and all skills were needed to support these merchants, seaports, migrants, and militaries. Since we are about to expand into space, we do need to focus on the past, the merchants, the colonies that were established, and the countries that eventually formed. This is how it's going to be as we expand into space. Hopefully, we will not establish rivalries or hostilities between companies so much that we will want to destroy each other. This is how we can learn from the past. As I've said before, wars did occur between empires over land and resources. We must not have this in space today. And this leads us back to mining the asteroids and the moon. How do you think we are going to learn from history? Unlike the empires of the past, no one country is going to end up claiming the cosmos for itself, nor should it. The resources of space are infinite, making the need for war over resources completely unnecessary. As for China, and they are progressing in space, any company that comes across an asteroid with rare metals China now has can make a fortune, lessening China's economic hold on the world. I have mentioned in a previous podcast that China puts out more rare earth minerals than the rest of the world combined. Considering that China has suffered over a century of humiliation, the opium wars being no exception, having their resources confiscated brutally by Western powers brought China to its knees economically. Then they started to rise again in the late 1940s, slowly but surely, and made a comeback with a vengeance. It's no wonder that they would exercise their newfound power to the world, both economically and militarily. Now we are in need of these resources, both industrially and militarily, that China has. There is also the United States and Australia and other countries that have these same minerals, but only a tiny fraction of what China has. The other alternative is recycling from old obsolete electronic systems we already have containing these resources. The good news here is that our technology in extracting these minerals from old devices is greatly improving, which could help save the environment as well. 
So this brings us back to mining the moon and asteroids. Mining the moon and especially the asteroids will bring fortunes to companies that mine them. They will be based in their own individual countries back on Earth and they will pay taxes. But these countries will not be forming empires in space, not even China and not the United States. Each company, big or small, will be its own entity. Also, one must not claim a whole cluster of asteroids or a large portion of the moon. One must claim one asteroid at a time. Now, during the Alaska gold rush, when one staked out a claim to either mine or pan for gold, you don't just choose a pick piece of land to mine or spot on the creek to pan. You have to go to the local recorder's or clerk's office to file a claim. This is how it will be in space. If a company claims an asteroid or stakes out land on the moon, a claim will have to be filed one asteroid at a time to give everyone their fair share and to maintain order. Now, asteroids can be sold and so can land on the moon or portions thereof. One proposal for the moon would be to give a huge land grant on the moon and allow the claimant to sell portions of it to pay for the cost of developing it. A company can only claim one asteroid at a time and mine it, say 70% of it, before claiming another asteroid. It would be a lot more complex than that, for sure. What about law enforcement? What about protecting these mines from pirates? First of all, no company would have a private army for protection. There would have to be an infrastructure in space, one which would involve law enforcement. A space police or a space guard would protect all claims from being jumped. That's called claim jumping, as it was called in the gold rush days. And all space cargo ships from being pirated. No individual entity would have any influence over the space police. This is how to prevent history from repeating itself. We need public-private partnership and intergovernmental cooperation, which is how the above proposal would be implemented. This is how to prevent conflicts and stealing land and resources, and there would be no natives to exploit. That was an interesting podcast, how to claim space minerals without fighting over them. And there would be no native people to exploit either. Just jobs and more jobs. It's time to go. What will the next podcast be about? We will go into part two of the book, this section called The Organizational Infrastructure. You've just briefly mentioned that just now. What will chapter three cover? Chapter 3 will cover companies in space, their origins, and their functions, so stay tuned. Thank you, Alistair. Thank you, Veronica. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to order my book, Cosmic Careers. Goodbye until next time. <laughs>